Welcome to C-Suite Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for another edition of the Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me. Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, felt good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said, throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Brett Allen here. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Today, we have a very special guest. I'm excited. This has been a conversation we've been in the works on and working on for a while. We're chatting with actress Kate Flannery. Uh, You might recognize her from The Office for nine seasons and a couple other things, Dancing with the Stars. And this holiday season, um, she's going to be on tour with her cabaret partner, The Great jane lynch performing songs uh from their hit holiday album a swinging little christmas uh kate thanks so much for your time thanks brad how are you i'm doing good i'm very excited so first of all it's hard to believe that we're already talking christmas (laughs) i mean we haven't even gotten through thanksgiving yet we just (laughs) finished halloween um how are things for you? How let's start with how do you spend your holidays typically? Do you are you going to be traveling for most of it with the tour? What's going on in your world? We'll be traveling in early December, but by Christmas I'll I'll get to spend it with my family in Philadelphia. My dad, uh, yeah, we always loved Christmas in our house. And, and in fact, growing up, we we always did a Christmas show. Um, it was kind of a you know a hostage situation because people really couldn't leave. It was too cold out. But uh, it's really fun to get to bring in the spirit. And we have an amazing uh, jazz band, the the Tony Guerrero Quintet, and plays with us. And it's just, it's a labor of love. I, it's, it's really the best. Yeah, I can imagine. So when people come to watch, what can they expect? Is it there's a little bit of comedy, like a, a variety show type of experience? Well, it's a, it's a concert. Um, it's, a, it's a Christmas concert, but um, there's a lot of comedy in it. So don't feel like... <laughs> Don't be worried. We're not, you know, we're not, it's not a bait and switch. <laughs> you're gonna know who we are. You know, you're you're gonna feel comfortable right away. And some of the music is actually really good. Uh, we have, um, I mean, Tony Guerrero is an amazing uh, arranger and um, amazing musician. And then Tim Davis, who was the vocal arranger on Glee, he tours with us as well for our Christmas show, and uh, he sings a uh, third part, and um, it's really fun. Yeah, and you have a band too, which is great. Um, I, I'm very excited about this. I think it's fun because I'm assuming, you know, most people would connect you with the office, obviously, and Jane. Well, there's a lot of different things. Probably Glee would be a big thing. So right. when people come to watch you, I don't know. I know at least like if you go see a comedian or, or somebody or a musician and generally speaking, you kind of have like an idea of what to expect. But then when it's you go, a little like 
through Sylvester and Meredith just a little bit. It's it's sometimes I feel like Jane's like the nun knocking me on the knuckles, <laughs> cracking my knuckles, and I'm like the sheepdog knocking everything down. So <laughs> we have a great time. We have great chemistry, and uh, you know, some of the music is actually uh, pretty. I mean, I used to tell punchlines at the end of a beautiful song because I was so uncomfortable with just having it be beautiful. I was like, we need a joke. I'm getting over that, but uh, in my old age, I'm just gonna shut up and let some things just be pretty, you know. That's funny. You're like, just okay. Not 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 everything needs a button on the end of it. Right. Um, no, that's funny. But I think people would enjoy that, just generally speaking, because you both are really funny. You're both very talented and a pleasure to watch. So I imagine, uh, how many cities are you going to be visiting, or where all are you going to be going for this? This tour, we're doing four cities. Um, no, five cities. Sorry. Uh, and in general, I mean, we usually do a little. We're usually a little more ambitious. Uh, last year, I think we did uh, 10 or 12, but you know, it's just every year is a little bit different. And uh, I just feel lucky every, I feel like every place we go is decked out in Christmas already. So you feel like you're so in the spirit. It's fantastic. So, I love yeah. it. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, so obviously, you know, your career has been very huge. I mean, you've done so many great things, of course, dancing with the stars. You've got the tour, you've got the office. Where did the storytelling journey begin for you, Kate? Like, where was that moment where you sort of became interested in this and knew that it was something you wanted to pursue? Well, I had wanted to pursue it since I was a kid, but my mom was appropriately protective. <laughs> she didn't let me act until I was a senior in high school. I worked at a dinner theater and a show. I did like eight shows a week in my by Bernie in Philadelphia at Riverfront Dinner Theater. And I loved it. And it was great. Uh, but it was really hard to do with school. And I realized like she she did. My mom did me a favor because every time I work with a child, a former child actor, I feel like you know, they didn't have the room and the freedom to reinvent themselves or I, I don't know. I just think they didn't have, they had a very limited lane that they stayed in. And I got to kind of veer all over the place and then land in my lane. Yeah, that's lovely. And so was the office really like the big hit for you when you? Oh yeah. Okay. I had, you know, I knew Steve Carell from second city, but I, I kind of like to say, uh, Steve was a senior when I was a freshman, uh, when I got hired to the touring company. Um, but I, I have to say like my years in Chicago were so formative. My, Aunt gave me a ticket to check out Second City. She lived in Chicago. And I could stay with her and it completely changed my life. Um, the first night I went to Second City, I realized that Jane Lynch was on stage understudying for Bonnie Hunt. It was just like, there were so many people that um, they were actually in that room the first night I went there. I learned later that would be pivotal p pivotal in the beginning of my career and uh, even later in my career. So yeah, it's, uh, it's Chicago is a super magical place. And uh, I worked with uh, now... Uh, uh, Joey Soloway, uh, we did a show called Miss Vagina Pageant and the show, The Real Life Brady Bunch. We were, I also worked at the Annoyance Theater as well as Second City. So I had some really fun, interesting experiences there and uh, toured for a long time. And, um, you know, I, I just, there's a lot of things I, that didn't happen. I was up for SNL and didn't get it. But I, I feel like um, despite my late bloomer issues, um, everything happened right on time for me. Yeah. Well, you've had a very successful career. I imagine when people talk to you, they ask you about the office all the time. Just as a, as a personal point here, does it ever get obnoxious for you? When we no, luckily I had a great time for nine years. I mean, if I okay. did, I would be in hell. Uh, cause I, but luckily, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it, it was just, 
every day was so fun because the writing was so amazing. The direction was, I mean, everybody's so talented. We just felt like everybody was at the top of their game and doing something that was really, really new for TV. I mean, now there's a ton of, you know, documentary style, you know, um, talking head moments in comedies. And that didn't happen before us. No, no. It's interesting that, you know, how people have imitated what you guys have done. Even those little weird camera moves that your team did. Sure. You know, it was interesting. I was I interviewed Greg Daniels six months ago or so for his show upload on Prime Video. And he said something very interesting. He goes, although he had great success with that show, uh, and as much as he's like, this is like a shelf of my career, it always somehow kind of bleeds its way into everything else that he does. I asked him the same question, if it ever gets obnoxious. He's like, have you watched Upload Prime? It's like a love story. It's a Jim and Pam type of love story. Um, one last question, out of all the things that you've done and, and the moments that you've had in your career, is there anything outside of the office that you would consider a benchmark or a hallmark that sort of solidified for you just personally as an actor and storyteller where you kind of just again knew this is something you were meant to do well i for 20 years i, I actually just stopped doing my comedy lounge act the lampshades which is a two-person dying lounge act uh and that to me was it was always really fun and really interesting and you know when you're writing your own material you you find out right away if you're on the right track <laughs> Um, unfortunately my, my comedy partner from the lampshades, um, uh, is leaving the business and moved away. But, uh, I feel like we have 20 years of tons of comedy festivals, tons of shows coming up the ranks with like some really amazing, talented people, um, before they were famous people like Pat Oswalt and, um, Sarah Silverman, Mark, um, Mark Merritt. You know, there was a lot of people we've done shows, even, um, Bob Odenkirk, uh, and uh, David Cross, we got to do their show in Aspen at the Comedy Festival. We were in the Comedy Festival. We did, it's just one of those things where you you feel like I felt like I was part of a of a, a movement, you know. And uh, also, it's just a pleasure to get to do your own stuff and not be edited. Because I mean, no matter how many times you you do a great take on a TV show or a movie, it still might get cut. And sometimes it has nothing to do with your performance. It's just how it goes. But when you're live on stage, you're the editor, you're the director, you're the star, you know? And so if it doesn't go well, it's on you. But if it does go well, it's on you. So it's great. Yeah. I love that you're sort of in charge of your own destiny, so to speak, yeah. as a creative, which is what I like about doing this and just other types of outlets is because really like no one can cancel you, so to speak, <laughs> or, yeah. you know, edit you or whatever. And that has to feel great as a performer to just Absolutely. have that freedom. Absolutely. Also, um, I did a show off Broadway. It started in West Hollywood and we went off Broadway. Um, it was a stage production of the movie Valley of the Dolls. Um, I did it with Jackie Beat, uh, who's an, an amazing drag queen, a uh, friend of mine. And um, we had such a blast. That was what I call like pre-YouTube theater where, you know, it was kind of the only way to share something was to actually show up and have us like, you know, kind of heighten it, do it. We did it word for word. We did the movie on stage. It was heightened. So it was more for the, for the laughs and the comedy. Uh, Cause that movie is very dramatic, but it was, you know, I just, I'm very proud of playing Neely O'Hara. And um, it was just, it was, for me, it was like the first breakout role where I just felt like there was, I just felt, like I was definitely on the right track. <laughs> you 
you know? Yeah. I love it. Well, I promised your publicist we would have uh, a hard stop. So um, everybody, please be sure to check out Kate this December uh, on tour with her cabaret partner, the great Jane Lynch, performing songs. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes and bio when this episode goes live. So yeah, go to janelynchofficial.com. You'll find it all. Perfect. Uh, Kate, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure chatting. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Fred. Take care. Thanks. You too. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A major proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care. <laughs>